begin several sessions now on Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13, which are two of the most important verses in the Bible for how human effort relates to divine sovereignty in producing human obedience. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out, so there's the effort, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For God is the one, it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Now, all I want to do in this session is focus on the word therefore. Therefore, as you have always obeyed, keep on obeying by working out your salvation. So, as you have obeyed, work out your salvation. This would be an expression of this obedience. And I just want to understand what's it being based on. Because when he says therefore, he means something has gone before which should give them a motive, incentive, and ability to obey and to work out their salvation. So, Father, I pray that you would show us the motive that would help us to move forward in obedience and in working out our salvation in a gospel way. Show us how Paul is thinking here, how he's arguing. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Just before this, 2.12 to 13, came 2.9 to 11. God has highly exalted him and given him a name, bestowed on him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So the point there is that God has highly exalted Jesus Christ, right? Name above every name, every knee bowing, every tongue confessing lordship of Jesus to the glory of God. This high exaltation now is followed by, therefore, as you have always obeyed, work out your salvation. So the motivation seems to be, if you just take verses Uh, 9 to 11, since God highly exalted Jesus above every name, therefore work out your salvation. And you you could make sense out of that. He's a very great, powerful, triumphant Lord Jesus. Why wouldn't you want to obey him? But not that that's false. It's just incomplete. Chapter 2, verses 9 to 11 also began with therefore. Which means that this high exaltation here is an inference from something else, and it might be that the two of them together is what forms the motivation. So what comes just before this? Chapter 2, 3 to 8. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is in Christ Jesus, and then the mind of Christ 
is spelled out here. What is the mind of Christ? Have this mind who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he, he emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient, key word, right? To the point of death, even death on a cross. So he became a servant He humbled himself, he emptied himself, and in all that was his obedience, and that links it back with, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, now keep on obeying by working out your salvation. So here's what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting that this therefore is indeed basing this obedience on what went before. First, the great exaltation of Jesus Christ. But that exaltation was shown to be a consequence of or a reward for the obedience of Jesus. So since Jesus obeyed and was then rewarded with a high exaltation, therefore, keep on obeying by working out your salvation. Let me show you some other evidences for that. In verses 3 and 4, he's calling us not to do anything from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, which links up with this humility in Jesus, to count others more significant than ourselves, or to do, take thought for the interests of others, and those two together are like emptying ourselves. In other words, not only your own interests, but the interests of others. Empty yourself if you need to in order to serve others. And then this word, counting others more significant than yourselves, would mean serving them. Isn't that what Jesus did when he left the equality with God in its full manifestations of honor and dignity and glory. He lowered himself and became a servant. And here, when you count others more significant than yourselves, you put them above yourself and you go under them as a servant and serve them. So what I'm arguing is that this obedience of Jesus here consists in emptying himself, consists in becoming a servant, consists in humbling himself, and all of those are reflected in what we're called to do. We're called to be humble. We're called to put the interests of others before ourselves. We're called to be to treat others more significant than ourselves by being their servant. So I think when this mind of Christ is unfolded and summed up as obedience here, and then is rewarded here in 2, 9 to 11 with high exaltation, and then that is rewarded here in 2, 12 and 11 with a call to obedience, or is uh, made the incentive of a call to obedience. Here's what I think we wind up with. Let me draw it for you. So this would be the level of obedience and I would put, uh, this is two, three, and four, humble, self-denying, or self-emptying um, service or servanthood, 
You could call that love because Christ did that. And this is 2, 5 to 8. The mind of Christ. His servanthood in humility and self-emptying, which was rewarded by, verses 2, 9 to 11, great exaltation, which then leads to another therefore, and I'm putting these on the same level, now therefore obey, work out your salvation. And since I've already said that this humility this self-denying and this servanthood back in 3 and 4 is the obedience of Christ, the same as the obedience of Christ. You can see that he's continuing his argument. Here in 2, 3, and 4, he called for us to be humble and self-denying and self-emptying and to be servants of others and count them more significant than ourselves. His argument was double. Christ lived that way and was rewarded for it. And then he returns to this level with a therefore. Therefore you obey, or you can go backwards. Obey, work out your salvation like this with fear and trembling because Christ's obedience was rewarded with great exaltation. So this therefore in chapter 2, verse 12, I'm arguing is not simply on the basis of 2, 9 to 11 but 2, 9 to 11 in conjunction with 2, 5 to 8, because 2, 5 to 8 and 2, 9 to 11 together are the support for the obedience in 2, 3, and 4, and therefore are the support for the obedience in 2, 12. So work out your salvation because Christ has gone down low for you and has suffered and has emptied himself and has humbled himself and has shown you what service is like on your behalf. He has experienced a great reward for it and therefore you follow him in that and you too will have a great reward for it.